0: You're listening to a podcast from STI. Welcome to the STI podcast. My name is Dr. Katie Turner from the University of Bristol and I'm going to be talking to Dr. Elizabeth Carlin who's a genital urinary consultant at Sherwood Forest Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust and Nottingham University Hospitals Trust. Hello, Elizabeth.
1: Oh, hi. Nice to speak to you.
0: So today I wanted to ask you a few questions about RETA testing. So... um, First of all, is, is HIV still a problem
1: in the UK? Um, well, yes, it is. And if you look at the uh, latest figures that are reported from the Health Protection Agency, uh, and these these are based on surveillance reports, and they go up to the end of December 2011, uh, the figures that they have so far are that uh, 5,600 individuals will be newly diagnosed with HIV in 2011. Um, this is a provisional figure, which is likely to rise to 6,150 after adjusting for reporting delays. Uh, and it appears that 48% of these will be amongst men who have sex with men. So as you can see, although there's a slight fall-off in new diagnoses compared to 2010, there's still a significant problem with HIV in the UK.
0: Okay, and what exactly is a reta test?
1: Well, first of all, RITA stands for recent infection testing algorithm. Um, these these tests used to be uh, uh, referred to as STARs tests, um, and the STARs stood for serological testing algorithm for recent HIV seroconversion. And the whole purpose of these tests are to try and detect um, HIV that has been newly acquired. Um, so when you look at a, a recent uh, infection testing algorithm test or a retest, test, um, what you're actually doing is you're looking at the sort of natural evolution of HIV infection. So when we're diagnosing uh, HIV, um, we rely on detecting antibodies against the virus. And the HIV antibody response evolves as it matures so that the HIV-specific IgM peaks one to two weeks after infection, and IgG increases gradually um, over several months. Now, there are a number of tests that um, have been developed to pick up this uh, particular maturing picture, and one of the research tests that uses an avidity assay, and this, this appears to be um, quite a reliable test, and if you look at avidity testing, effectively, this measures the strength of HIV antibody-antigen binding. Um, so in other words, how sort of sticky the virus uh, has become. And the avidity is lower in recent infection and increases in longer-standing infection as the strength of the HIV antibody-antigen binding uh, increases.
0: And so are there any particular advantages for um, individuals or wider population in terms of being able to say when an infection was acquired?
1: Well, I think the, the, and the important thing to remember is that retests tests are primarily um, population-based tests or used for epidemiological purposes, because if the number of uh, newly diagnosed HIV uh, patients increases, what you don't know is whether just more people have come forward for testing Or whether there's a true increase in the number of HIV uh, infections. And so if you use a RETA test, this will identify the uh, people who have been newly infected. And so therefore we'll distinguish between an increase in number of HIV um, positive results due to increased testing. And obviously what we want to do for, in sort of in the wider context, we want to make sure that, that patients are diagnosed as early as possible because that avoids uh, patients presenting late with a, advanced disease, opportunistic infections, and it allows individuals to start antiretroviral therapy when, it, uh, when it's appropriate and necessary. When you actually look at the individuals, if you are, are diagnosed with HIV infection and you're diagnosed early, then it's got a, a major impact in, in um, both your life and also in that of your partners uh, and in the population. Because if the patient's aware of their HIV status, they've got the opportunity to change their behavior, such as using condoms, reducing the risk of HIV uh, by practicing safer sex, and therefore reducing the risk of others becoming infected, and so reducing the risk of increasing HIV infection in the community.
0: And as I understand it, people who are At the beginning, early stages of HIV infection actually have a higher transmissibility than later on,
1: is that...? Yes, that's right. It does in part relate to how high your HIV viral load is, so you you can increase your transmissibility whenever your viral load is high, and certainly in the newly acquired HIV infection, the HIV viral load uh, is usually high, and it's certainly um, clear that there are high rates of HIV transmission in early HIV infection and that a higher proportion of sexual partners of individuals with recent HIV uh, infection test positive uh, for the virus compared to those with a longer-standing infection. So this gives us a real opportunity, um, if we detect uh, patients at an early stage, to focus on partner notification and testing of those partners.
0: So that all sounds fantastic, but are there, are there any problems with, the,
1: with these RETA tests? It's important to remember, that, as I said before, that retest tests are primarily used for population testing um, and really using them uh, to give some idea of when an individual patient may have acquired the HIV uh, infection relies on extrapolation. And there are potential inaccuracies with this. Firstly, there can be patient-to-patient variation in the immune response and also HIV antigenicity can vary. Uh, And obviously the patient needs to be aware of this, uh, as well as explaining it's unlicensed for individual use, and it will provide a likelihood result of the time frame for uh, virus acquisition only. It's essential to uh, consider this as well in conjunction with the patient's clinical history and their findings, what their risk of HIV exposure has been, and their CD4 count and HIV viral load. And that's because you need to be particularly careful in interpreting the results in long-standing HIV infection or AIDS, because the infection can falsely appear to be recent. You can also get similar false uh, positive reta results in those who are taking antiretroviral therapy or in elite suppressors. And there can also be problems with um, Patients who have conditions that affect antibody levels, uh, such as people who have uh, hypo or hypergammaglobulinemia, uh, and patients who have uh, an HIV uh, non-B subtype.
0: Would the rapid test be able to tell someone um, who the infection came from?
1: No, um, this is a really important question. It, it only gives a likelihood that HIV infection has been acquired within the last four to five months. Um, It can't predict the date uh, of uh, HIV acquisition more specifically. So, for example, it doesn't work like a sliding scale in that if you have a very low avidity, you would have contracted it um, X number of weeks ago. If you uh, had a higher avidity, it would be Y number of weeks ago or Z number of months ago. It doesn't predict it in that way. Um, It just gives a likelihood that it will be sometime within the last four to five months and again, that also needs to be interpreted um, in conjunction with the clinical history and examination, and also with the uh, potential um, problems that can occur with the test, uh, as we've just discussed uh, earlier. And in particular, if you look at the clinical history, um, you need to look at when the risk of HIV infection was, either from sexual partners or from other sources. And that might actually identify a source or a person if that was the only potential risk um, over the the last four to five months. Um, But actually, you can't really use this test to identify the source of the infection.
0: You mentioned earlier about um, the RETA test giving us some information about recent infection and enabling us to distinguish sort of prevalent infection from incident infection, if you like. Um, Are there differences between um, different risk groups which are... Are important?
1: The data from the HPA in 2010 showed that the highest recent infections were in uh, men who have sex with men, um, and that was about 25%. And it was lower in heterosexual men uh, and heterosexual women at around 8%. Um, now, that may reflect differences in um, testing rates. so It may be that Uh, men who have sex with men are more likely to identify a recent risk and come in for testing. It may be um, that the heterosexual uh, individuals don't perceive themselves at risk and therefore uh, don't come in uh, as early. Um, But it's very difficult to extrapolate any interpretation from those figures.
0: And in terms of testing, testing behaviour then, if somebody has a negative test and then a positive test a few weeks or months later, would you still recommend the RETA test as well?
1: Um, well, obviously, if somebody has a negative HIV antibody test and then tests positive a few weeks later, you have an indication on that as to what the time frame is for them acquiring their HIV. Sure. So in terms of the individual patient's benefit, um, there wouldn't be any... Um real rationale for doing an, a RETA test in, in for their care, however um as I've said before, this is really used as a population based purpose, and therefore we would still recommend doing a rita test um because that's like that we still need to know what the population incidences of um newly acquired hiv infection so if we actually exclude people um mm. that's actually going to you the accuracy of that uh, that information.
0: You mentioned earlier a little bit about partner notification
1: activities
0: and that identifying recent infection might help identify more partners who have who have also got HIV. Um, yes. Is there some kind of enhanced PN for people with a positive RITA at the moment and could you imagine that happening? Uh,
1: it's much easier to get uh, partners in if you're looking for partners over a, a short time period uh firstly the patient is more likely to be able to recall the details of those partners and also they're more likely to be in contact with those uh, those partners and that makes it easier for our health advisors uh to put um enhanced efforts into that uh, patient to get those partners in
0: yeah I guess in relation to that is how how is reta currently used in clinical practice and what what should patients really expect from a reta test.
1: Well, I think you know like everything it's quite important that the patient is uh, explained to the patient what a reta test is, mm-hmm. what its benefits and, uh, and limitations are and that it needs to be within 4 months of a first HIV diagnosis uh, in individuals who test HIV positive. So it's not appropriate for someone who's tested uh, previously to have this test to try and identify when they uh, they contracted the HIV uh, infection. Um, and the way that this is actually uh, performed in the uh, uh, the UK is simply on a, a, a blood sample, uh, which is taken within, uh, as I said, four months of a first HIV uh, diagnosis. We only need a small amount of blood. and That is um, a centrifuge locally and uh, then uh, separated and sent off to the uh, to the HPA and the result um, comes back usually uh, within the next couple of weeks uh, and then that information can be uh, given to the patient. But it's obviously really important that you explain to the patient what the benefits and limitations are uh, before you get them coming back for the result because what you don't want uh, to do is for this to be taken as I definitely contracted this infection within the last four to five months because obviously it's only giving a likelihood that it is likely they contracted it within the last four to five months um, rather than a definitive result. So we've
0: talked a lot about um, identifying recent infection and why that's important. But my concern is that we know how to prevent HIV and should we be not worrying so much about diagnosing recent infection but really preventing preventing infection from occurring in the first place?
1: Well, obviously, I mean, that is one of the mainstays of uh, HIV prevention, and there's no doubt that consistent and correct condom use is essential in uh, reducing the risk of both acquiring and transmitting HIV, Uh, and there are obviously also other behavioural changes which will um, help to uh, prevent HIV. Therefore, it it is really important to continue with HIV promotion and education work, Um, but as we've just said, in respect of an individual patient, we take uh multiple aspects to manage that patient's care. So we took a look at the clinical history, we look at the examination, we look at blood results, etc. And this is a much the same uh, um, way that testing for HIV works. Yes, we need to do the prevention and education, but we also need to supplement it by diagnosing those who are infected with HIV. Firstly, because this can benefit their own health but also by allowing effective partner notification and reducing the um, risk of onward transmission, which is all important to reduce the community pool of infection and therefore the risk of the population as a whole. I mean, what I would say is that prevention of HIV is complex and multifactorial, and it really requires a range of actions and interventions, all of which need to work together. And we can't really just rely on one thing. We've got to use all the um, the agents in our, uh, our mentorium to um, try and protect the population as a whole uh, against um, HIV. Do
0: you envisage that retest tests could improve to the point that we might be able to identify a date
1: of infection? Yeah, I mean it's difficult to, uh, to, to say on that. I mean I, I, certainly at the moment um, that isn't possible and even Within the four to five months, it's simply just a likelihood rather than an, an, an absolute. Um, yes. But obviously, it's difficult to look in the crystal ball. We would have, you know said a few years ago we wouldn't have been able to identify uh, date of infection as accurately as um, a likelihood within the last four to five months. So who knows what, what might happen? We might be having this discussion in another few years <laughs> as to uh, where we've got to at that stage.
0: Great. Well, I hope to be having that discussion with you. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Okay, thank you.
1: For more information about this programme and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.